Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, 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 welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. I have met up here in Midtown Manhattan with John at a different Starbucks than the one we usually meet at. Yeah, absolutely. We are on 42nd Street, right across from the AMC movie theater. And believe it or not, that building was moved from down on the corner, and then they just bumped it up a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm only just noticing that now. Uh, by the way, guys, today is a very special episode. We are going back in time. We're going to hop on the time machine and fly back to 19... 19- 19, I almost said 1979. Uh, we're going to fly back to 2005 when Talking Metal first hit the scene. We are going to re-air in today's episode. We're going to re-air episode 10. And I know somebody somewhere is saying, oh, these cheapskates, they're re-airing an, an older episode and they don't have new material. Well, F you guys. Uh, because this was a great episode. It currently is not even available anywhere online. Uh, it's episode 10 of the Talking Metal podcast, and in October 2005, Blabbermouth issued a news piece about what you're about to hear. Do you want to read the news piece, John? Oh, yeah. Okay. It says, Stricklesmusicnews.com has posted episode 10 of their Talking Metal podcast, The Striper Special. Host Mark Striegel and co-host John Astronomy discuss Astronomy's experience at the recent Striper concert at BB King Blues Club in New York City. The episode also features interviews with Striper members Michael Sweet, Robert Sweet, Oz Fox, and Tracy Ferry, who was uh, at the time replacing Tim Gaines. Yeah, and who is no longer in Striper, actually. Right. As well as an interview with Reborn co-producer Kenny Lewis. The playlist includes the title track of the group's new album, Reborn, pictures from the show, as well as the 30-minute podcast can be downloaded at this location. And then they, they go on to talk a little bit about Striper. But that was a, a, a great experience. But, as you know, Mark, there was a, a little bit of a scandal. And here's what happened. I actually sat down and did, like, long interviews with, like, each guy in the group. 
and this was the first time I was doing one of these remote interviews, and I had this old laptop and some kind of mic contraption, and somehow I didn't tape any of it. So then Striper played, and I was, like, sick to my stomach, and I went to each guy and said, guess what, there was a little technical problem. I said, can I ask you a couple more questions? Uh, I still think it came out great, but um, what a thing to happen on your first interview. Totally. We've lost, you know, we've done 400 and, what, 25 episodes of Talking Metal. Not all of them have interviews, but a lot of them have. And we've lost three interviews through the through the years. Striper was the first one, which John then, of course, re-recorded. And you're going to hear episode 10, which includes all those interviews, uh, in its entirety in just a few minutes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but then we, we did a live show when we were doing the live shows from Bionic. And we interviewed a bunch of people on one of the, on, uh, including Frankie Benelli, who gave a great like forty-minute interview. And there were about thirty people listening live that night, so thirty of you heard it. But um, uh, we lost that interview. Bionic lost it. Uh, it wasn't really our fault. Somehow they erased the the drive the next morning, and we tried to restore it. One of our Talking Metal listeners even tried to help restore it, and it never happened. And I'm pissed about that one. Uh, and then. Recently, I, of course, lost an interview with Hailstorm that I recorded. So, uh, listen, we're not perfect. Anyways. Uh, you know what? One other thing. We lost a couple of photos with Lacuna Coil as well. It was, no, I, I did. I lost that. I remember that um, we, we had a couple of pictures with uh, different members of the group. We wound up later re-meeting Lacuna Coil, uh, but uh, there were a couple of photos. So there's uh, three podcasts and... Um, or three interviews and, uh, like, one or two photos. Cool. Guys, right now, before we get into episode 10 from October 2005, let's listen to a little Striper from 2011. This is Striper covering the Iron Maiden classic, The Trooper.
That was The Trooper by Striper. Use those show links in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. They will open up your iTunes, take you right to that track where you can download it, and we get a cut back on that. We need your support, guys. Consider making a pay a PayPal donation on TalkingMetal.com. And, of course, use our Amazon links. I checked those today, and you guys are definitely using them. Uh, all you do is, you know, before you go to Amazon to make your purchase, you just go to Talking Metal, use our link to open up Amazon, and then uh, do your search for whatever product you need. It, there's no additional cost for using the Talking Metal link, and uh, we get a, a little kickback on that. So, again... Somewhere somebody right now is about to make a purchase on Amazon. Before you go to Amazon.com, just take that extra step. Go to TalkingMetal.com, click on our link that opens up Amazon, and then go in and make your purchase, and you support Talking Metal by doing that. So we're about to get into the interview John did with uh, the different members of Striper, including Tracy, who's no longer in Striper, I believe, um, and... Oz Fox and Michael Sweet are also a part of this uh, podcast, episode 10 of Talking Metal, which we didn't even have TalkingMetal.com back then. It was StriegelsMusicNews.com. Yeah, that was great. I remember um, we had a whole logo and everything for StriegelsMusicNews.com that I thought was pretty cool. And uh, Mark, I have to hand it to you. You came up with the idea to do this, and uh, it, it, it flew, and uh, it's great being a part of the team. So we're going to get into listening back to episode 10 of Talking Metal, but I uh, just want to catch up with everybody for a little bit. Mark, how's everything going? What's going on? Everything's good. Going through some stuff at work now, which I was telling you about before the episode. Everything will be fine. If anything, it'll give me a little more time to work on Talking Metal and Talking Metal Digital. Uh, again, we have the live stream that's up, playing music and interviews and podcasts 24-7. That's... Uh, through Live 365, so definitely check out Talking Metal Digital on Live 365. Uh, as far as uh, what's up with me, I'm going to see Black Sabbath this Sunday in New Jersey. Uh, there was a funny clip, which actually you pointed out to me, of Ozzy, uh, I guess, struggling a bit with pitch on Children of the uh, Children of the Grave. Kind of hoping he gets it together by this Sunday. Well, you're so lucky that you're going to the gig. I'm going to be uh, also having a great time out in St. Louis with Ace Frehley. Uh, at the DEFCON Contamination Convention, uh, which by the time you hear this, it might be, had already passed. But uh, uh, check out com for a bunch of dates that we're going to be doing conventions throughout the fall. And if you see John out with Ace ever, to go up and say, hey, I'm a fan of Talking Metal, because uh, we always like to meet up with you guys uh, when we're at concerts or when John's out on the road with with Ace. And speaking of Ace, you did some playing with him, actually, recently in New York City. Yeah, Ace and I were up at the Gibson Guitar Showroom in New York City uh, a couple of, about a week and a half ago. And uh, two other Gibson signature artists, Bill Kelleher from Mastodon, who has the Golden Axe Explorer, and Jason Hook from Five Finger Death Punch, who has the M4 Sherman Explorer, were, were both there. So we decided to uh, jam on a blues tune together and Ace started it on guitar, and uh, Bill picked up a, a bass that was sitting there. It was a Les Paul Gold Top bass, and Jason, of course, had his uh, really cool Explorer. you got to check it out, Marcus. you, you got to check out both Jason's Explorer and uh, Bill's Explorer. So then I went back behind the drum kit, and uh, we just played like a, you know, like a five-minute blues tune, but it was really amazing to be able to jam with not only Ace but with Jason and Bill. And, I mean, what a cool thing. Does audio or video exist of this jam, and is there any chance I could check it out at some point? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, um, one of the Gibson New York uh, pages shared the video with me. So uh, basically, if you go to I don't if you just go to Facebook and search John Astronomy, you'll get my page, and uh, you can then watch the video. It's in my timeline. All right, cool. I'll try to actually find that and link it through today's show notes um, on TalkingMetal.com. So without further ado, we're going to get into the classic episode of Talking Metal from 2005, where John interviews Striper. And we're going to play the episode in its entirety. And obviously the contest that John mentions at the end where we were giving away stuff is not happening. That contest is, is long over. I feel like Chiaki may have won that contest is that Chiaki from Metal Moment podcast? I'm not sure. I feel like he did, but I let me know, Chiaki. Yeah, remember we used to we should start doing some contests again as well. We used to we did a really big contest with Zach Wild and uh, Gibson and some other companies where we were giving away like gave away a guitar, like an Epiphone Zach Wild model guitar and a bunch of pedals and stuff. And with the uh, Striper uh, contest, we gave away a bunch of uh, like you know CDs and stuff. And maybe we'll start up uh, some giveaways in the future. Sounds like a plan. Let's get into episode ten of the Talking Metal podcast. Checking in, checking in. Hey, this is Mark Striegel, and you're listening to Talking Metal, episode 10. This is a very special edition of Talking Metal. It's the Striper edition of Talking Metal. And I'm joined here with my co-host, not only my co-host, but the field reporter of Talking Metal, John Astronomy. Uh, John was recently out at a Striper show here in New York City at B.B. King's Blues Club. And uh, John, tell us uh, what went down. I had the amazing opportunity to talk with each member of the band and the co-producer of the new album, Reborn. His name is Kenny Lewis. We're going to start off tonight with my interview with brand new Striper bassist, Tracy Ferry. Hi, this is John Astronomy, and you're listening to Talking Metal. I am here at the BB King Blues Club in New York City at the Striper concert with brand new Striper bassist, Tracy. How are you tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. So you guys have a new album out called Reborn. You guys have a new label, new tour. It feels like Striper has been reborn. Uh, absolutely. A little bit of new sound, but uh, still definitely has the familiar Striper sound. I'm a new guy, and I've kind of been involved in the one way or another for, for some time now on Michael's uh, solo projects. And uh, different guys uh, in the band have gone through some different things in their life, and they're ready to pick up and bring the message back uh, to the fans and, and, and back to the world. Very, very cool. And speaking of fans, I was noticing that you guys really have a hardcore group of fans. I'll tell you that Striper fans are the most incredible fans in the world. Um, when we're in the uh, signing lines, they'll come up to me, and I'm a little nervous about how I'm going to be received, feeling such big shoes. And they'll reach out and they'll say, welcome to the family. And... Uh, I don't know if you get that anywhere else except for KISS. Um, like I said, that, that kind of uh, fan base where they, they feel like they're just as much a part of it as I am as a, a hired new guy. 
I was going to mention KISS because people hold KISS conventions and Striper. You've got your own fans who hold Striper conventions, and I think there have been two of them so far, one in the U.S. and one in Costa Rica, and I just think it's great that any band has fans that care enough to hold their own conventions. Actually, um, there were two in the U.S., uh, East Coast and West Coast, So, uh, and I think there's probably some of the same people at both of them. That's amazing. Basically, Tracy, were you a fan of Striper before joining the band? Yes, um, I was in a very low place in my life and was carrying a the weight of the world on my shoulders with anger and bitterness. I had gotten jumped by these four, four guys in Boston and uh, was all messed up. I looked like one of the Rocky episodes or something, and uh, I was traveling in a vehicle, black and blue face, missing teeth, and I heard a Striper song come on, and I felt a lift off my shoulders from the message of the music, and it made me want to hear more. Tracy, I knew about that story, and you're not going to believe this, but I went to... No, no, not one of the guys. You're not going to believe this. I had a very similar situation in Boston, and a gang jumped us, and some friends of mine had broken noses. One of them even had to leave school, and when I read that, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was a Berkeley student at the time, but I was in a vehicle. We had... Uh, taken a vehicle, one of the few guys that had a car, and we went to the, the Rat Poison concert at the Worcester Centrum, and we were on the way back, and we got run off the road. Did the police ever find the people? They did find the people. There was a brand new guy, it was like his first week on the beat, and he made such a terrible report and, and made it out that the long-haired guy did, was the perpetrator, and it was all wrong. In fact, the, the, uh, the courts, when we went in after my, my surgery, I said, look at me, you know, and they took the case, the DA took the case, and they, they hunted the guys down, and we went to court with them, and I don't really know all what happened to each individual. I was pretty messed up, and I was wanting to move on with my life and, and uh, get out to California and start rocking again. I just went from East Coast to West Coast and just started all over. Wow, Tracy, what a story, and the important thing now is that you're here, you're in Striper, you've got a great message, and uh, I'm glad you're okay. And speaking of the message, I think that there's so much negativity in the music industry right now that it's really refreshing to see you guys back out there spreading a positive message, and I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the world is in, in desperate need of hope, uh, 80s, 90s, 2000 and beyond. And that's what Striper carries is a message of hope. There's a, there's, it's positive, but there's also, there's, there's something that is eternal about the message with Striper. And I love the 90s music and the riffs and the, the, the way the music is mixed and the sound of it. But the lyrics bum me out that I kind of tune them out sometimes just to, just to, you know, enjoy, enjoy the, the talent that's there. But uh, the, the wonderful thing of Striper with the Reborn record, we've tried to update the sound, as I said before, uh, but still carry that consistent message of, of hope and that uh, you, you mean something and that you are made in the image of God. Wow, that, that's amazing. And speaking of the new sound on the album, I spoke to Michael earlier and I was talking about how I really think that you've successfully taken the old Striper sound and mixed it in with sounds of today and did it the right way. It sounds very natural. We all were in agreement about that. And uh, I was involved from the beginning of 
when the band started to re-record the songs, they were originally um, something Michael was shopping as a, a, a solo, uh, the next solo record. And Oz had heard this stuff, and we were doing a show in Orlando. It was my first show, as a matter of fact. And, and Oz was just flipping over the material, and Robert, and just a light came on it. And Michael thought, why don't we make this a Striper record? And when you put Robert's drumming on something, there's no way it can't be Striper. I mean, it's so signature, his playing, his style, his energy, and what he, you know, what he brings to life when he plays. And uh, so I think that has such a big part of it. I know I don't. I probably don't sound like Timmy, and I bring something different to the table. And uh, but you got Michael's, you know, wonderful melodic uh, vocal parts, but with with a you know an edgy, up-to-date sound. Hey, Tracy, thanks very much. I really appreciate it, and I know you guys got to go. So thank you again for coming by, and we'll talk to you soon. We are back. This is Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. John, this is some very very cool stuff. You know, Tracy sounds like a real cool guy. How did he? Uh, how did he sound during the show? He sounded like he'd been with the band for years. Plus, he showed great respect for former Striper bassist Timothy Gaines. Cool, cool. Yeah, I remember the the classic lineup with Tim Gaines, Oz Fox, and the uh, the Sweet Brothers. Very cool. Up next, we're gonna take a listen to the interview you did with guitarist Oz Fox. Yeah, Oz and his friend Laura Brewster came over to the table. Now, Laura had a major role in reuniting the original members of Striper a couple of years ago, so uh, it was very cool to talk to her. Here's the interview. Hi, I'm Oz Fox from Striper, and this is... Hey, this is Laura Brewster. Hey, Laura. Hey, Oz. I'm really excited to see you guys, and I'm really looking forward to checking out those Wayne Oz Fox signature models. How did that come about? I ran into Michael Charvel, who is Wayne Charvel's son, uh, they work together in building guitars, and, and uh, Michael's more on the graphics side and does a lot of web page stuff for the company and all and whatnot. And um, it happened probably around 2002 uh, at a NAMM show out in California. Um, and um, I just ran into him, and he said, hey, we should be doing the guitar for you. And I just kind of said, yeah, that'd be great. And we uh, came up with doing the design of the same guitar that's on the back of the Soldiers Under Command album which is an old Charvel guitar that I had for years and had custom done. And I personally had uh, the design cut that way. It's kind of my own design in a sense. Uh, and so when they said they wanted to do my own signature guitar, I thought that that would be the guitar to do. And so they did it. And uh, they offer it at their website at wingguitars.com. And, you know, it's, it's great. It's neat to have that available. They have two models. They have the original graphic uh, which is a little bit more expensive, and they have the black, flat black model, um, which has two pickups in it, so it's a little bit off the original, and I think they're going to be coming out with a, a more inexpensive model in the near future uh, that will, uh, you know, everyone will be able to get. That's great. I remember that guitar from back in the day, and I also remember that Charvel and Jackson had an ad out, and I'm sure you guys remember this, and they had all the different players together. I think Vinnie Vincent from Kiss was in the middle, Michael was in it, and you were, I think, in the back, and I always remembered that picture, and I've been a big fan of those guitars, and I think it's great that the Charvel name is being done by the family now again. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's wonderful. They're a great set of, uh, of guys, and, and uh, they, they, their hearts are in the right place. They're also believers, as a matter of fact, so that's that's real important to me, too, you know, and they, they just want to work with people that are honest, and you know, they want to help other other people out that are you know, going to be honest with them. 
Great. So there's one thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I think that you may have touched on this in another interview, but there are a lot of bands that started out as Christian groups, but then when they got into the mainstream, sort of tried to play it down a little bit. Well, I mean, it's different for everybody. I mean, it, it, you really have to be called to do what we're doing. Uh, I know for us, we boldly talk about our faith and tell people that we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in having eternal salvation by following Jesus Christ and accepting him into your life as Lord and Savior. Other groups that may have done that personally, each individual band, uh, may not be so vocal about it, which is fine if that's where they feel they need to, to be. Um, and I don't, I don't judge them for that. You know, I personally for myself feel that I need to be bold and I need to tell people that Jesus Christ is Lord and I serve him and, and I tell people... You know they gotta have uh, they gotta have Christ in their hearts to have eternity with Him, and as history has shown, many people have become Christians and followers of Christ because of that, in which I'm really happy about and I'm honored. Thanks, and you know the state of the music business right now and the whole industry, there's so much negativity, and I really wish the business could be changed around and. I know that there's hope when there are guys like you guys out there doing what you're doing, so thank you for doing that. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was the sound of the new album. Now, I've only heard the title track, Reborn, and you have a more modern rock sound, but you didn't lose the true Striper sound, and I think you pulled it off successfully, which I think is really hard to do. The vibe I get from everybody in general in the group. It's everybody's very pleased with it. Now, when you guys recorded the new album, did you record it in a you know an analog studio, or did you use some of the new digital type of recording? Um, well, okay, I know they tracked the drums at a pretty nice studio somewhere, and I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they went digital there. But I know when we went to go do the rest of the tracking, we record at a studio called Mixed Emotions. It's in Middleton, Massachusetts. Our sound engineer, uh, Kenny Lewis, uh, owns the place, and, and so we get pretty good rate there, and, and he uses Pro Tools. So that's, uh, that's what we recorded everything on was Pro Tools. And I think they had a Pro Tools system at the place where we went to, someplace called Blue Jay or something like that. The album sounds great. The quality is great. And I, I just keep talking about how you really successfully mixed some of the classic elements of Striper with a modern sound and sounded good doing it. I really like in Reborn how the vocal melody is kind of like a single note and it sounds very modern and heavy and then the pre-chorus and chorus come in then it sounds like classic melodic Striper and I think that's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, it, as far as keeping the essence of Striper, it definitely has that in it. But as far as maturing and expanding horizons of the music and the, the songwriting, it's come a long way. And, uh, and, and Michael wrote the whole album. Uh, he had all of the songs available, and not all of us were in a position to get together to do writing. So it was nice to have that ready to go, and, and he just amazed all of us. Matter of fact, mostly for me, not only the sound, but the lyrics have really spoken to my heart. And in the last, like, six months, I've just really grown to love this album in a way that I've never loved any other album. It's really spoken to my heart in so many ways. So, uh, and I think it will for a lot of people be honest with you the lyrics are very positive and encouraging and uh if you're going through a hard time they can get you through it real well wow great thanks Oz. uh this is the third night of the tour so how's that going so far uh, going real good the first couple of nights went real well uh, our initial show was in hartford connecticut 
and we did a show at a place called the Webster Theater, and it was a little rough, but we, we got through it pretty well, you know? Some of the solos I'm still getting used to, so I'm kind of using my thumb, you know, to figure out where I'm going. But last night was an even better show, and I expect today to be tonight to be a better one here at BB King. So. Believe me, I am sure that the shows all went great, and I know bands are always critical of themselves, but I guarantee that the crowd loved it and had no idea that you guys may have known that there were maybe a few things that didn't go exactly yeah, as planned. We're always more critical about ourselves than anyone else. So. Well, Oz, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you guys are getting ready to hit the stage, so thank you very much for taking the time out to do this Talking Metal and Alien Rock podcast. Any last words? Um, hey, you know, hope everyone can come to see us play wherever they're at and whoever's listening, you know, press on. Press on with your faith, and, and if you don't know Christ, you should know him. You should get to know who he is. Check out our websites, and you'll you'll see. You know, we what you talk about. We talk about what we believe in, and we let people know that you know Christ is the Lord of our lives, and we're hoping people will continue to to seek after that, seek answers. Very, very cool. Thank you very much, Oz, yeah. and thank you too. You're welcome. Thanks. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. This is Mark Striegel back in the studio. We're gonna go right now and take a listen to a brand new Striper track. The track is called Reborn. And here it is.
this is Robert Sweet, the, uh, some call me the visual timekeeper, but I'm the drummer from Striper, and you're here on Talking Metal. Take it easy. Bye-bye. That was the title track from the brand new Striper album, Reborn. John, thanks for uh, doing these interviews. Thanks for hooking up that brand new Striper track there. It sounds great. It sounds really good. I was a fan of the early Striper, the EP, Yellow and Black Attack, I still have on vinyl and was actually just listening to the other day, and it, it holds up throughout the years. Uh, heavy stuff, you know, rocking stuff. A lot of people remember them just because of their big single, honestly, but they were a band that could rock, and they st- obviously still are a band that can really throw down and rock, and uh, although they updated their sound a little bit they still have the classic heavy edge that striper always had uh the 80 in 1985 too i was very into uh soldiers under god's command that was a that was a great record too so i think we uh still have a little bit more striper coming up right john up next is an interview i did with michael sweet and I just got to say that Michael was really very cool because I hooked up with him earlier in the day and we did an entire interview and unfortunately we had a technical issue with the computer so Michael was nice enough to hook back up after the show and do another interview so thanks again Michael for that. Here it is. Check it out. Hey this is John Astronomy with Michael Sweet. Michael I wanted to tell you that the show was amazing. It was a lot of fun man. We had a great time. We, You know I was a little... A little nervous because my voice is a little tired, but I got through it. Thank God we had fun. We just go up there and try to just, you know, have a good time and relax. And as the show gets goes on and on, you, you get more and more relaxed, and it gets a little better and better, hopefully, you know, as the show goes on. But thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I was talking to Tracy, and he said, well, it's our third show. I said, I think you guys sound like it's your, like, 100th show on the tour. You guys sounded great. And I thought the vote was more amazing. Well, there, uh, we uh, we were using back in the days, uh, 87, 86, 80, 85. We were using some sample BGBs with our live vocals. This is the real deal, you know. This is like all all live, man. So I thought it sounded un. That's why you liked it? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it sounded unbelievable, uh, and and from different even vantage points throughout the club, it really sounded great. Thank you so much, man. It was Memorex. It was live, you know. <laughs> well, excellent. Michael, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you again soon. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay, that was John Astronomy of the band Astronomy, Captain T Astronomy, and Michael Sweet of the band Striper. Great stuff, John. Thanks for getting these interviews. And I think we still have one last interview that you were able to grab at, at the show. But first, tell me, what was the place packed or how was the crowd? The crowd was unbelievable. The place was totally packed. You, you couldn't even get up to uh, you know walk to the bar or do anything that you wanted to do. You, it was really that packed. And the people that were there were all hardcore Striper fans who knew every lyric. They knew every song. Uh, there was a point where, where they were doing kind of like song quizzes, and uh, it was great. And one of the coolest things is that uh, Striper still came out and threw out the Bibles. All these years later, they were still doing that, which was very, very cool. And one of the absolute coolest things is that Michael ended the night with a prayer, which was really great. And it really was uplifting. I felt much better after that. Nice. The power of prayer at a Striper concert. Very cool. Um, will you have one last interview? Uh, Kenny Lewis, it says here on the page. Who is Kenny Lewis? Kenny Lewis is a former Berkeley College of Music student. He graduated. I went there. Mark, you went there too as well. And he is the owner 
of a recording studio that Striper recorded their most recent album at, and he co-produced the record with Michael. He was very cool, and we were glad to get an interview with him. So here it is, interview with Striper co-producer Kenny Lewis. Hey, this is John Astronomer. You're listening to Talking Metal, and I'm here with Kenny Lewis, co-producer of the brand-new Striper album, Reborn. How you doing, Kenny? Doing good. Doing good. We're really happy to be out here on the road and out promoting the record and seeing the fans and getting a chance to play some of the stuff live. It's a long time working on it in the studio, so it's really good to get it out live now. Very cool. Now, Kenny, I know that as I was, you were a Berkeley student. Now, you were also a drummer, but was your major music production and engineering? Yes, I was a production major. Production has always been like my second first love. That's amazing. And you have a studio up in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm, I own Mixed Emotions Music, which is a uh, Pro Tools room. Uh, we do a lot of mixing work and stuff like that up there. Very cool. What are some of the other groups that you've worked with? Um, a lot of local bands. I just did something that was sent to me from California. It was an acoustic thing with uh, L.A. Guns and Kip Winger and Night Ranger and Slaughter. And there was a couple other, there was a couple other bands. It was one of the acoustic things they were doing. It was actually sent to me by the same guy who produced the, uh, who's working on producing the Striper DVD. Very, very cool. Is this the Striper DVD that was recorded like a couple of years ago? Yeah, that was recorded down in Puerto Rico just before Timmy left the band. And the footage looks amazing. It's just a matter of now of just finishing it up and getting it out. And, you know, now with the new record company involved, we're really looking forward to working with them on that project. Very cool. So your studio, Michael told me that you've got a complete Pro Tools system. And basically that's the program that you use to do the recording. Yes, I'm, I'm running uh, Pro Tools HD. It's an HD3 rig. Uh, I also have two-inch tape in case I get st- sent stuff on old reels or anything like that. Usually most people can't afford to record on tape these days because the tape budget's incredibly high. And it's very tough to find now, actually. I heard that it's actually hard to physically get the two-inch tape nowadays. That's, that's definitely true. A lot of the companies aren't making it anymore. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure if anybody is making it right now. That's unbelievable because I'm so used to recording on tape. I love the uh, Pro Tools stuff. It's amazing. I have a kind of entry-level Pro Tools system at home. But uh, recording on tape was something that I was always used to, and I think it's great that you have the capability of doing two-inch tape and Pro Tools, which is like the best of both worlds. Absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, I came up doing analog, so, I mean, that it, it was really important to me to also have that available. I mean, as converters and stuff are getting better, I mean, Pro Tools has sounded better and better and better. But... There's, there's still different things you can do on analog that you can't do in Pro Tools, but of course, there's amazing things you can do in Pro Tools that you can't do with analog, too, so it's good to have both. Yeah, you have the, the best of both worlds. Well, Kenny, I just wanted to say thanks for uh, taking the time out. I know that you guys are uh, in the middle of loading out here and doing everything, so thank you again, and I uh, hope to see you soon. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Take care, man. Thank you. Okay, that was some great stuff. We are very proud to have our, our first, well... Yeah, I would say our first major celebrity interview here on Talking Metal, thanks to John Astronomy, who hooked the whole thing up. No disrespect to CeCe Banana, who, of course, was interviewed in the first episode of Talking Metal. He's, uh, he's a celebrity in his own mind and in our, our minds, too. But Striper is the real deal, and good stuff, good stuff. And I'm sure we're going to have some new listeners to this show because of the Striper interview. And if you like hard rock, and heavy metal music, please subscribe to us through the Apple iTunes store or uh, just come here to Striegel's Music News and download the MP3s. We have free stickers. If you're interested in a talking metal sticker, we will send you one for free. Just send me an email at mark at captaint.com. That's M-A-R-K at captaint.com. And just put sticker on the subject line. Send me your address. We'll send it out to you. 
wherever you live, South Africa, Australia, Europe, United States, Canada. We're getting a lot of listeners from all over the world, which is great. And I would also just like to say about episode nine, I was trying to run all those Meshuggah songs together like they run on the CD. They all flow into one another. But due to some kind of technical problem, iTunes, when I was importing the songs, kept adding a second onto the end of them. And uh, the editing job that I did in trying to piece them together wasn't the greatest. But at least you got a taste for the Meshuggah record. But anyways, this has been the Striper episode of Talking Metal, episode 10. John, why don't you uh, take us out here? You got uh, some special thanks you want to include in the show? Yep, I got some special thanks. And uh, before I get to that, I got a very special announcement. Peter over at Big 3 Entertainment, Striper's new label did a very cool thing for us. He is going to give the first two listeners to email their address to john at astronomy.com. That's J-O-H-N at O-S-T-R-O-N-O-M-Y dot com. A very rare vinyl version of the Striper Reborn album, which is very, very cool. I haven't actually even seen one of those yet. It's pretty amazing. And all you other listeners who email in after that, we are going to have a limited supply of Reborn CD singles that we'll send out to you. So put Striper Contest in the subject line, and we will announce the winners on an upcoming episode, and we will let you know via email. So keep listening. And before we head off, I want to thank everybody who made this episode possible. I want to thank Mark Striegel my uh, co-host. I want to thank Rena Suick from BB Kings. She is amazing. Set this whole thing up. I want to thank Amy Cox from Deep South Management, Stripers Management, Rick Pietela, Stripers Road Manager, Anthony Iovino, and Peter Wark from Big 3 Entertainment. And I'd like to thank my good friend, Mike Fortunato, who works in the television industry and helped me out at the show. So thanks again, and thanks for listening to Talking Metal. We hope to talk to you real soon. Rock on. Oh, no, 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 no.